Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Tag. Eric Salas with Chris Prody. As always, Chris, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well. Doing well. Uh, coming to a, uh, a new year. 2020 is officially ending. I don't know if that's good, you know, because it's a bad year or if 2021 is going to be worse. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, who knows? Um, I'm just I'm just glad we're heading into a whole new year. Hopefully things end up different. Obviously, COVID is still going to be around. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're looking in the right direction, getting a vaccine coming our way. Obviously, going to um, uh, um, to health officials and everyone who needs it first, they get priority. Uh, to the vaccine but yeah heading into a new year definitely exciting as with the new year comes the end of the nfl regular season we're heading into week 17 a lot of playoff implications to go over which we'll get into later in the show because um if you guys have ever seen which i'm sure you have chris i'm sure you've seen it too that that um that meme of charlie day and um always sunny in philadelphia going over a bunch of uh, diabolic plans that's us doing the math for um the NFL playoff implications, a lot of math being done there, a lot of different ways things can shift. Um, but to do a little bit of housekeeping first, before we get into the whole playoff picture and heading into week 17, um, let's start and not waste any time by talking about the Dwayne Haskins uh, release by the Washington football team. That's definitely big because the Washington football team drafted him. I think he was the 15th pick in his draft. Mm-hmm. Um, so a high draft pick. You try to, you, they try taking a quarterback that they take a chance on that has potential. They look obviously if you draft the quarterback in the first round, especially in the in the high higher um, picks to middle picks, you're hoping for um, that he's your guy and that you can utilize him moving forward in your franchise and he's your franchise guy um unfortunately that didn't end up being his uh future with the washington football team he has officially been released um he didn't do so well in his final game uh which he ended up getting the start for because alex smith was injured with a calf injury to the leg he had the 17 surgeries on so i'm sure they're being real careful with him hopefully he can come back um by the time Sunday ends, they're going to have to hope if they get a win over the Philadelphia Eagles, which was moved uh, flex to prime time on Sunday night. And uh, he hopefully he'll be back by then. But on Dwayne Haskins, um, do, did you see this as a shocker? I felt like I saw this coming. I spoke to um, someone the other day and they said, I don't think I really saw this coming. I just want to know from your perspective, because from what I'm hearing in media outlets and stuff like that, they're mostly talking about how, um, you know, what his pa- his path and journey was being in Washington and m- more and not much talking about if this was an expected thing because he's obviously had a, a bunch of strikes before that, but obviously after using him in that Panthers game, poor performance with other implications, they let him go. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I wasn't surprised he did get cut by the team. I was surprised that they did it, the timing. I figured, you know, all right, there's issues. Rivera made it known he really wasn't a fan of him, and he kept showing by the time he was getting benched by uh, Heineke and and Alex Smith and so forth. I knew that this wasn't going to be the guy moving forward, but I didn't think, you know, I didn't think, oh, we're just going to let him go uh, before the season ended. I thought maybe they try to trade him away to a team, you know, like the Patriots or something who were looking for a guy who – could look to maybe use him. He has a first-round talent. That's what he got drafted in. Maybe, you know, morph him. Maybe he just needs a change of scenery or so forth. Um, but I was surprised the way the timing on it happening. I'm not surprised it happened. 
Um, I wasn't surprised. I honestly saw a release potentially coming after the strip club situation. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I, I've heard uh, on the Pat McAfee show, they said it's not uncommon in wins and losses for players to go out to strip clubs and, you know, do what they got to do out there. Mm-hmm. But the fact that this is during COVID, not wearing a mask while you're in the strip club, doesn't help anyone. And what I find really weird about this Dwayne Haskins situation is that he was voted by the team and uh, coaches to be a captain. So it kind it's yeah. it's weird. It's like a weird back and forth with that. It's like if you really didn't like the guy, maybe maybe you shouldn't have voted him. I thought that they made him captain to give him like a boat of confidence a little bit. Because I feel like he's the type of guy that runs on confidence. Kind of like a Cam Newton type thing. But it's the fact that Mm -hmm. Dwayne Haskins didn't really have talent to begin with. I don't even know if I remember seeing flashes from Dwayne Haskins. He just wasn't that great from start to finish, obviously, from what we've seen throughout his tenure with Washington. But with Cam Newton, it's like you see the flashes that he has. He's been an MVP. And what you're seeing this year, he may not even have a starting job in this league ever again. He might even just be like a bona fide backup moving forward. He said he's not done, Cam Newton. He said he can't leave like that. But it's like, where else can you really go from this point on? But the comparison between Dwayne Haskins and Cam Newton is when they have their confidence up and you really see um, them having the motivation to go out there and play, maybe you see some good things, but you never saw that from Haskins. You always saw that from Cam. So maybe it's not the best comparison in the world, but what I'm saying is Washington may have given him that, the captaincy, to give him somewhat more confidence to maybe can still compete for a starting job because we've heard rumors or at least we've seen in um, his first year when Case Keenan was brought in to be the starting quarterback and Dwayne Haskins wasn't named the starter just yet. Um, apparently he was on like, the other side of the bench while Case Keenan was going over stuff with, with the quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator, and he just wasn't really that interested. Um, just, uh, I think, I don't think, I don't think Haskins really knew um, the opportunity he was given given in the NFL, maybe he thought he was guaranteed a starting gig the second he got there. Obviously, for a lot of young quarterbacks, you could like you could be one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Maybe the the coaches or nobody in the NFL or even fans know it yet, and you're like, he's obviously going to be our quarterback of the future. We want him to be here for the next 15 years. And but you put him behind like a Joe Flacco or an or an older guy mm-hmm. or like a Case Keenum, like I mentioned before, um, just to kind of get that experience, kind of get accumulated with it. And maybe he thought it's like, oh, I thought it was coming in here to be the automatic starter, get some experience, throw me into the fire. And um, it, it wasn't really his mo to be the backup. I guess it's hard to try to get into the head of Dwayne Haskins because it's like, what is he going for here? He has the captaincy. Um, he started a few games, still has the opportunity, opportunity to um, be the starting quarterback. Um, obviously, when Ron Rivera comes in, he's kind of pushing him away a little bit. And obviously, he gave him the opportunity to start the season, so it was there. And um, a little bit later on, when he just had it, he was fed up. He put in Alex Smith, who you who knows what you're getting out of Alex Smith at the time because of yeah. his his leg injury and coming off of that. So. A lot of ups and a lot of downs, mostly downs, but he really didn't take advantage of the ups either. Yeah, I mean, I know obviously in the area we live in, we heard a lot of people angry that the Giants didn't go Haskins in that pick. But He, he wasn't uh, happy either. Of, I think a lot of Giants fans are you know, breathing a sigh of relief after what they've been seeing. 
It's, um, I think the Giants, as an organization, already kind of knew they didn't want Haskins. I never wanted Haskins. Um, I may know one or two people that wanted Haskins just due to the fact that he threw 50 touchdowns with Ohio State. Yeah. Obviously, Ohio State doesn't have the best track record with quarterbacks, and we're going to see what happens with Justin Fields. He's not exactly Dwayne Haskins. Definitely a lot different than Dwayne Haskins, but Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. he left early to go into the NFL when his stock was his highest. So, um, yeah. I personally, I've never really been a fan of players who kind of have a short tenure with their college team to come into the NFL. Seems a little bit shady. Like I'd rather have, obviously knowing what we know now, you'd rather have a Daniel Jones at the time. You, you, uh, maybe you didn't want either, but a Daniel Jones who played at Duke, obviously no one's watching any Duke games, but he played a full four years kind of molded into the guy. What you saw is what you're going to get. And that's what you're getting right now. Maybe the turnovers weren't what you expected. The NFL is a lot different than college, but, um, Someone coming off a high year at a very uh, well, he was very young to go into the NFL. Seems a little shady. Um, do you, here's the real question though about Dwayne Haskins: Will he? Well, obviously, he went unclaimed, so he's officially an unrestricted free agent. So he's gonna have to find a place to sign with. Um, do you think he'll ever get the opportunity to start for an NFL team ever again? I think he will. I think he'll get the opportunity. I mean, I know in this draft, you already touched on Fields. There are some pretty good quarterbacks. Or at least prospects look looking at them right now. They they look like they could be pretty good. Last draft was a pretty good quarterback class. Um, so I mean, it's getting you know the, the opportunities are running a little bit thin. But I think he I think he'll get another shot. I don't think uh, you know you you come from Ohio State and and you have first round potential. I don't think that just goes out the door. I mean, if you said he was a later round pick. Maybe it's going to be a little bit harder for him to get into that because some other, I'm sure there are other teams out there that viewed him as a first round pick and to, you know, just pick him up off waivers and not really have to pay that huge price for him. That's appealing within itself, in my opinion, because, you know, you have some guy that if you, you know, just get the right leadership, the right mentor to kind of teach him the ropes, you know, maybe somebody that has a, maybe like another year or so left, you know, looking at maybe the Pittsburgh, for example, where you have Ben Roethlisberger, who's been in the league for a very long time, has gone to Super Bowls, has won some, has lost, lost some, uh, has had some postseason success, has had you know, not some great experiences in the playoffs. He's had once coached the whole way, uh, head coach. And it's kind of like, you know, if you put him around a guy like that who has the leadership, I mean, he's also had problems with the media and then so forth with some allegations against him. Uh, you know, I, I think that's somewhere where you could put him in behind someone like that, let him ride it out for one year, learn from experience, and uh, come out a better guy. He just needs that leadership. Well, let me ask you a question. A higher draft pick, obviously with higher, with a lot more expectations at the time, I guess from my from what I've seen, why hasn't Josh Rosen been given a, a second chance at this point? See, but I, I me, I personally would like him. I, if he went to the Falcons and they picked him up, uh, let's say, you know, I mean, as of right now, they have the fourth pick and they can get a quarterback off of that. Uh, but let's say, you know, they win and they drop back a lot. And let's say they're like the eighth or ninth pick. I would have no problem with them bringing in a guy like Rosen, sitting behind Matt Ryan for about a year or so, kind of learning. He has that first round potential. You don't draft a huge, you know, you don't go a huge draft pick at a quarterback in the first round. Maybe you go for alignment again, or maybe you go for a position, you know, maybe corner or safety that's a little bit more of a need. Um, and that, you know, that's a flashy kind of pick and develop that guy. I mean, same thing. Matt Ryan's been in the league a while. He's had some success. He's had his, his downfalls and so forth, you know, put him behind a guy like that. Um, 
I mean, good leader, been a captain for the team, you know, been around a lot of head, a lot of head coaches, a lot of offensive coordinators, you know, he's really seen a lot in the NFL. And I think, you know, if, if Rosen, for example, went behind him, I, I would like that. I mean, looking at both of them, I, I think that they at least deserve a shot. And Rosen is a different situation. I feel like Rosen has just gotten the short end of the stick. He just keeps getting put into a system that really had not a great offensive line, not a great offense. The the coaching kept changing, and it just wasn't you know their ideal player, so they just moved on from him. But I think he could do decent things, you know, if he's given a pretty good opportunity. Here's here's the thing, though, and obviously there's some teams that might be interested. For example, mm-hmm. the Panthers have shown interest in mm-hmm. trying and wanting to acquire Dwayne Haskins. What's weird is, what do you think the, I'm going to ask a couple things here, so this is just one of them. Why do you think he went unclaimed as of right now? Do you think it's because teams don't really don't need him right now, or they're just like, we're worried about this later? Why didn't he get claimed? Yeah, it's a weird time in the NFL uh, in terms of, you know, free agency. You have, at quarterback at least, because the, the teams that are making the playoffs, most of them don't have a void right now at quarterback. Otherwise, they probably wouldn't be in the position they're in to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, as of right now, looking at pretty much all the teams that are in it right now, there's really no void at quarterback. Um, they're all playing pretty well, the quarterbacks. You know, I'm just looking at the NFC. Um, I mean, looking at Chicago, Trubisky looked kind of iffy, and he's started to step it up. I mean, Goff might be available. Um, we know he has that, that injury, but, you know, you got Tom Brady, and you have Alex Smith, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers that's just a tough spot that I don't think people are just going to bring in if they're a champion like a championship potential team and I feel like the teams that aren't making it you know that's something you just want to reevaluate going into the offseason you know there might be change of management change of coaching um, you know kind of just see what happens from there I feel like you know looking at a quarterback right now that that might not be the most ideal situation you have a whole off season to look at you have a draft and then all these other changes so here's what i think and i know we spent a lot of time talking about Dwayne haskins up to this point for a guy that we're talking about a guy that took selfies before the game ended case keenum had to go out of victory formation because he was messing around i heard this comparison i actually um saw it um it was a comment on one, one of the posts i saw on instagram after his release and it was like Dwayne Haskins tried being the James Harden of the NFL without the talent. Like, listen, <laughs> if James Harden right now at the end of the game, five, like 10 seconds left and they're up five and, but like the game isn't over, like, you know, yeah. so anything could happen and he's taking selfies with a fan. He signed to a whatever multi-million dollar deal. He's been with the team for the longest. He will drop 50 on your head every night. Dwayne Haskins isn't that guy. No. Um, can't do can't just can't do that and i thought it was a um a really funny uh comment but um i truthfully think he at most will be a backup i don't think like i'm talking about being a backup in the term in terms of you know he'll be a backup for a team maybe not see the field but his ceiling his absolute ceiling is if the starter gets hurt and he comes in to fill in that void so so you're thinking like uh you know kind of quarterback where they had a good college career couldn't really translate it into the nfl like somewhere to like a colt mccoy your boy on the giants <laughs> uh yeah but um that that's not a hundred percent he'll he'll work in a scenario like that like for colt mm-hmm. mccoy 
he's built something where if he comes in as a backup, hopefully he can get the job done. Clearly, he showed that he can do it once again with New York when they did that against yeah. against Seattle. Um, now, Dwayne Haskins, instead of proving himself being a starting quarterback, has to prove can I be a viable backup and hopefully trans mm-hmm. and parlay that into trying to be a, um, a valuable starter in this league. And that's a tough hole to crawl out of. People feel oh, yeah. bad for the guy, but if you really think about the stuff that he's done, um, not a good look at all. No, and that's the thing. I mean, you look at it talent-wise, maybe if, you know, you again, you get the right leader, you have somebody work with him. I'm sure, you know, he's shown the flashes, even though it was in college and not the NFL yet. He's shown flashes, he can do it. Um, but yeah, the maturity and the, the mentality, I feel like that's the biggest kind of question mark that teams are going to have going after him is is he going to be you know are we going to have to worry about him off the field and causing issues and you know take this gamble and then you know it, it shoots us in the foot i think it all really went downhill and i said this the other day when and this is the last thing i'll say on Dwayne haskins mm-hmm. the night he was drafted and when daniel jones was taken by the new york giants and he did a little scoff when he was on camera like mm-hmm. while he was on the phone he was like you know, whatever. Um, they go, whatever. Yeah, you know, they'll regret that. Whoever does that, I think it's just going to go straight downhill. When was the last quarterback that did that? And I already have one in mind. I'm just hoping you get this answer. The one that was like, oh, they're going to regret not taking me and actually did well. Who was the last quarterback that did that? Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. <laughs> and he was pointing straight to San Francisco to say they're going to regret every day that they didn't pick me. And, and I, I, I think they should. <laughs> and you do regret that. But he was the last one. When was his draft class? Was that 2006, maybe? Five or six, something like that. Yeah, somewhere around there. Think of of anyone in recent memory who's ever done that. Josh. Rosen. Rosen. Dwayne Haskins. (laughs) How's it working out for you? You really got to have the talent to go out and do that. And we're talking about an Aaron Rodgers who obviously was great coming out of college. He went to Cal. We're talking about Dwayne Haskins. You thought he was a big shot coming out of Ohio State. Josh Rosen, UCLA. I don't think we'll ever see a quarterback. I don't know if you've seen any quarterbacks at UCLA that might have NFL potential soon, but nobody's out here watching UCLA games as far as I know. Last time I even sniffed a UCLA game is when Josh Rosen was there. Yeah. So obviously there was potential, but any quarterback mm-hmm. that does come out and if you like just come out and say you're thankful you got drafted. Why do we gotta worry about all these other teams? Like you gotta you gotta like like Josh Rosen coming in, he was thrown into the fire, obviously with not the right personnel there. But it's like let's see what this guy has. That was clearly the worst NFL team at the moment when he was starting. Oh yeah. And it kind of just went down south from there. As for Dwayne Haskins, he wasn't guaranteed anything. So why are we worried about all these other teams? Obviously, he never verbally said anything, but we all saw what, no, how he reacted. Not. But, yeah, that's the last point I wanted to make on that. Listen, uh, we got a long ways to go with the uh, the rest of our topics here. But, yeah, that's what that's our take on Dwayne Haskins. Um, actually, one last, last thing about Dwayne Haskins. The reason why this is so significant, we've already talked about this for nearly like 15 minutes, is that this is one of the first times – out of all the bus quarterbacks that we've seen, they haven't lasted three seasons. He didn't even get to the end of his second season. This is why this yeah. is so big because it's a it's a young, promising quarterback that was thought to come out of college as a franchise quarterback potentially, and he gets booted. That just goes to show you how quick the NFL rolls along. We've talked about this on this podcast multiple times. It's quick. We might even see Daniel Jones fall off a cliff next year, and we may not ever yeah. hear his name ever again if the next year doesn't work out. There's already there's already people talking about this year. If he's he's not the guy, move on. So. Mm-hmm. It moves fast, and that's yeah. and that's that's thanks to like a Patrick Mahomes and all the and Justin Herbert. These guys coming out, and that's the formula now. 
But anyway, on to the next one. Let's talk about this transitions well into the NFC East and their playoff implications. So as far as we know right now in the NFC, um, they have some pretty important games coming up in Week 17. They're all versing each other this weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, as of right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are eliminated from playoff contention. And it's funny because... Earlier in the season, everyone's saying that tie is going to win them the division. And now they're the one team that is fully out of it. So now it all comes down to the Dallas Cowboys, the New York Giants, and the Washington football team. As for Washington, if they win against Philadelphia on Sunday, which has been flexed to the 8 p.m. game, primetime game, if they win, they're good. They're in the playoffs. As for the other teams, they got to win and hope that Washington loses. So they'll be watching that game very closely later at night. As for the Giants, I got to find... That's what I was looking for a minute ago when I was on my phone. I was trying to find what the Dallas implications are. But for the Giants, I know that they have to win and hope that um, Washington loses. And I think Dallas has to lose. But yeah. their their playoff chances are still alive. Yeah, so for Dallas to win that division and make the playoffs, they need a win plus a Washington loss or tie. Um, and if Dallas ties... Washington can lose and they can make it. So Dallas has the, I guess, hardest possibilities of the bunch. Would you say? Um, looking at it, uh, I would honestly, I would say it's probably in terms of scenarios, it's probably the Giants because they have to win. I mean, the odds of a tie happening are very slim, but at least with Washington and Dallas, if they tie. And then one of the other loses, they're in. All right, so I have it worded a little differently, so maybe this will clear my brain a little bit. So Washington wins the divisions with a win next week over or this week over Philadelphia. Giants win the division with a win next week over Dallas. Plus Washington loses. Very very possible for the Cowboys um, to win the division with a win next week over the Giants. Plus Mm -hmm. a Washington loss. Huh. So it's just flip flopped. That's pretty much it. Yeah. So, so there's a lot. So, so of, it would be fifty-fifty between the Giants and the, and the Cowboys. They just need yeah. Washington to lose, and either one of them needs to win, and they're good. But if Washington is in, forget about it. Yeah. So then I was saying here, uh, and then I think the reason the ties. So if if uh, where is it? So Washington can win with a tie or a Dallas loss because Washington is ahead of Dallas. Uh, in their based, uh, their their head to head, they're two and zero. Okay, so definitely. So, so that's why they have the advantage over Dallas with that tie. Okay, so yeah, definitely a lot of play playoff implications here. Yeah, there's a lot of tiebreakers in the NFCs too, so that's definitely tough. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you, well? My question to you is: Now that we went over the implications, obviously we're gonna have to see how it unfolds. Who makes it out of here alive into the playoffs? Not looking good for Washington, in my opinion. Wow. Against the 4-10 and and 1 Philadelphia team that's still trying to evaluate their quarterback situation against a really, really good defensive front and defensive unit overall this year. You think it's looking tough for Washington? I think the issue is because you don't know what quarterback's coming out. They they have no more Haskins. Heineke, I think it is. Yeah, Taylor Heineke. He was playing. I mean, Alex Smith is not a for sure start this week. I mean, he didn't look terrible coming in no, for relief, though, of Dwayne Haskins. No, he didn't. But it's just kind of, you know, I think personally, I think, I think the Giants could could beat the the Cowboys realistically. However, 
Dallas has looked like a like they have a playoff run in them the last like two or three weeks. People had them written off, and here they are. Yeah, um, yeah they've really put it together. But I, th- I definitely think it's a tougher defense they're going to face. The Giants, I think, can totally flip <laughs> things around. I think Joe Judge can get them motivated to try to win this game. Daniel Jones, obviously healthy enough to play. Yep. He might even have to forget about his injuries and start running if they even have a chance at winning this game. Honestly, every single oh, yeah. game they go into, you got to hope that Daniel Jones is healthy enough and can contribute enough to win the game because that's also key with the defense. Obviously, their defense has played significantly well over the past couple weeks. Obviously, they haven't looked as great because they've been losing after that four-game winning streak, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I still think that's a great defensive unit, regardless if they're losing or not. It just doesn't look as great when the offense isn't putting up points for you. If you don't put up points, yeah. you can't win games. And, um, yeah, I, I just think Dallas is a lot more talented. But, again, I think it's a funky it's a funky division matchup that I think could really go either way here. If Dallas comes out guns a-blazing and they've looked the way they have the past two games, I would say. Um, yeah, it, it's over. The Giants' offense is not keeping up with that. Nope, they can't. That they need to rely. If the Giants' win is, they need to rely on the defense. The defense needs to come out and just shut them down. Because if if that offense goes, even the first, let's say the first two drives they put up points, I think the Giants' chances of winning have gone from you know maybe 50-50 to start off. They drop it down to like twenty five percent. If Dallas puts up two like two score like let's say ten points. In the first two drives, I, I think that's going to be hard for the Giants. They haven't been putting up a lot of points at all. Not at all. And what's sad is that Andy Dalton has looked solid. Him and Michael yeah. Gallup are forming this rapport that mm-hmm. I think could really hurt the Giants if that continues on into Sunday. Um, is Bradbury playing? He should be back. I think he, has he been already back? Like since the since I'm he was on the sure. COVID list? Yeah, I haven't checked, but that's a big thing to keep an eye on. Also. Yeah, Very definitely big. a big thing to keep an eye on. He's best player on the team. Um, their their I think their quarters. I think uh, I think is Ayatam is how you pronounce Something it. Something like that. Yeah. He has he hasn't played that well recently too. So they definitely a, need is some he a help. rookie, right? Rookie. I think so. I, I don't rookie? I don't remember. I'm, I he wasn't on the team to begin with. I think they picked him up. Yeah, I think he's a rookie. So I mean, I mean there are some rookies that are outstanding when they come out, but I I mean. You can't expect a huge amount from him. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to double check on the Giants injury report and see what's up. But um, So you don't think Washington looks good. Giants have a chance. So you're telling me you think the Giants come out of here alive? I, honestly, I think that the Giants have a chance. I mean, looking at any three of these teams, I said this in the chat, I don't think – I mean, it matters just for bragging rights, but I think after that, I don't think they're winning the, the playoff game anyway. So I don't think it matters for that point, but I think you know just for bragging rights for the division title, um, I, I really, I, I think looking defensively, Washington and the Giants have solid defenses, um, but yeah, Dallas, it's hard because I feel like, like I said, Dallas has been looking like a playoff team these last two to three weeks. Things are starting to click. They're starting to put it together. Let's make something very clear, though. None of these teams are playoff teams. They're going to get no, bounced no. in the first round. But exactly, there's yeah. always that random possibility that, you know, like, listen, if this scenario were to work out, just kind of as a hypothetical here, if the Giants were to come out of this division and they get home, yeah, they get a home field advantage, and 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers come into MetLife? We're tailgating over there. Oh yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> but are you automatically thinking like, oh, like, obviously the Bucks have kind of looked pretty solid recently. Well, but they played each if, other earlier. Yeah, I know. But if they go into <laughs> MetLife, and listen, they're di- they're a different team from then up until now. Same with the Giants; they've flip flopped. And they're a warm weather team. But it's not a hundred percenter. Like the odds, I don't think would be automatically towards Tampa Bay. Like I, I would say it will, but it won't be like a um, a giant spread. No, especially since they played each other in the season and it came down to a play that everybody, you know, you ask everybody, it was a missed call. Yeah. That It, it came down to the wire. I mean, well, that was a primetime game, right? Yes, it was. It was yeah, Monday night. so it could be the same thing. You know, there's a playoff game, primetime game. I mean, you never life know. again. Never Who know. knows? Um, so here's the injury report real quick, so we'll get through this. I think Bradbury's fine. As for Jabril Peppers, he is questionable with an anchor in, ankle injury. Um, Sterling Shepard is also questionable with ribs. Evan Ingram oh, has God. an ankle injury. He was a limited participant. Um, same with Sterling Shepard, limited. Jabril Peppers, limited. Golden Tate, uh, questionable with a calf injury. I don't yeah, think he he, I, I don't even think he practiced today. So that's just mm-hmm. some of the notable names on there. Um, yeah. As for the Cowboys, not many injuries that are significant. Could be wrong. I think there are a lot of defense, though, from what I saw. Uh, defense is. A it's important because their defense is awful. Yes. It's a little I'm questionable. I'm just going to you. I mean, you have. Oh, so, uh, yeah. So, Awuzie has a hamstring right. that slash groin. He was limited participant. Um, Xavier He's Woods, what? limited participant with a rib injury. Leighton Van Rich didn't practice. Top two guys, Awuzie uh, and, and, and uh, Woods. Yeah, you are right. So, that is pretty significant. Now that so, and then Van Der Esch didn't play. They had, they had uh, Lee and him playing in the spot last week. No. And the rest of the the other two were just Richard Robinson did not practice, did not participate. Um, Darian Thompson, safety, has a concussion, did not participate. So He's a starter, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it evens out. The Giants won't have any receivers, and Dallas won't have any secondary based on their injury report right now. All I got to say, reporting it uh, – um, sorry. Uh, all I got to say is hearing it from you that the Giants have the best chance, I think they also have the best chance. Um, regardless of these uh, – some of these injuries I already read off to you, I think they have a pretty, pretty – they, they have a puncher's chance, I would say. Um, yeah. For Washington, um, uh, I, 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 it's tough. Too much really uncertainty. Tough. Too much uncertainty. Um, Taylor Heineke, um, just hearing him being the starter, even though he looked yeah, kind of yeah. decent coming in to into the into the last game, still still a little shaky. Still a little shaky. Yeah. And um, and you also have a, an Eagles team that isn't obviously wants to win that game because oh, yeah. they're going into this game starting Jalen Hurts. So they're like, all right, we're gonna go guns a blazing trying to play him and they've looked okay they looked okay. yeah yeah but something to keep note because i was just thinking about so i looked it up so alex smith also is included in, the, in this but uh terry mclaurin did not practice today either yeah he's dealing so, with an injury so oh both, even worse so both him and alex smith uh they're they're more of like a uncertain for the game they don't know if they're playing their official and best their, weapon and he has I was just gonna say is logan so. thomas so their best receiver might not play. Their quarterback might not play. It's it's not looking great. Nope. 
No, nope. and, and you know, so even if they I guess go you're out right. There, but that defense, who has done like a lot of the good. work, I, I feel like they could just do it all over again if they did just oh, got to hang they, on. Their defense, that's what I said. Them and the Giants' defenses are great. It's just you know the offense is the question mark for them, whereas the the defense is the question mark for Dallas. Going into next year, marks. if Washington comes down with a quarterback in this next year's draft, everyone comes back healthy, of course. Looking a little dangerous right now. Yeah. Right now, there's there's a lot of question marks with their team because they're in desperate need of a quarterback. They're not going to ride with Alex Smith for the future. He's not the future. Oh no! Great comeback story, not the future. So they're they're a couple pieces away. They got that defense locked and ready to go. I mean, they're they're a candidate. If you think about it, they might possibly try to trade up. That's very true. Because if you think about it, they have their, their receiver. They have a pretty good tight end, a good running back. The defense is intact. If you trade up and get that you know, franchise quarterback, it's all worth it. If, you give if, up a if Zach Wilson falls out, um, again, there could be some uh, quarterbacks looking for, uh, some teams looking for some quarterbacks. Yeah. But who knows? If Zach Wilson falls out, maybe they trade up for him. I could see like a Trey Lance situation with Washington. Yeah, yeah I mean – because they're unique. Uh, there are a couple teams that are higher up that might draft quarterbacks or could be in the running, but it, they might not start right away. Yeah. Uh, with Washington, they probably start right away. So. All right. So next on the list, I have JJ Watt's post game press conference after the loss to the Bengals. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, to sum it up, JJ Watt was in clear frustration, frust- frustration, and uh, very <laughs> upset in the post game press conference. Um, even did a walk-off after this because there's not much yeah. you could ask after that. Um, it was J.J. Watt saying how, you know, we're letting down the fans. Um, if you're not willing to put in the effort, do the lifts, go 100% in, cra- in practice, you don't deserve to be here. And um, I-, I wouldn't say it was him throwing any of his teammates under the bus. Maybe it is. I think I'm pretty sure it is. But I think it's a statement of his frustration for the most part. I think mm-hmm. that he sees everyone else putting in 50% and at best 75. And for a 4 and 10 team, not many people are trying coming into the facility moving forward with the season cuz it's pretty much chalked up. It's been chalked up at least for the past couple of weeks. They just have not looked good. Um JJ Watt obviously having a down year. Everyone's having a down year on that team. And uh, he just feels like he's letting the fans down because he said they're putting a lot of time and money into watching us play. And they have that energy and that fire to watch us to see us win, regardless if we're 4-10 and 10 or if we're 10-4. and four. They want, that's, that's exactly what they want to see. And we're not giving that to them. So that's the gist of it. He was very frustrated with that. And I think it's a statement to the Texans organization. Uh, I think the real person he's low-key pointing pointing to because obviously J.J. Watt is great in the locker room. Everyone loves him. We love him. A lot of fans adore him. Um, I think it was more so that Bill O'Brien was in here and he set us back probably five years. And we have the quarterback of the future, which they struggled to get for a very long time. Finally got him. And he's and Deshaun Watson is having a low key phenomenal season mm-hmm. on an awful team. They don't have a GM, don't have a head coach. Obviously, they've been interviewing. They're looking at some people. Um, and it's an, it's going to be an attractive job for head, for a head coach coming in because they have the quarterback of the future. That's number one. 
Um, a lot of holes to fill still. Um, getting him weapons, getting him some protection. They've looked pretty decent at um, at the offensive line since making some trades and giving up some first-round picks to get like a Laramie Tunsil in there. But um, you could totally see where J.J. Watt's coming from, man. And when a guy like that is frustrated, my immediate reaction, I even tweeted, I was like, someone get this man out of Houston. I've been waiting for him to get out of Houston for a very long time. Either reunite him with his brothers over there in Pittsburgh or get him over to Green Bay. You know, with his roots with, with Wisconsin. Um, it's just, it's it's sad to see, man. And it sucks that Bill O'Brien set them back this far when they were right there. They were right there. Yeah. And um, if they held on to their lead against the Bills in that playoff playoff game, not too long ago, was that a year last ago? Year. Last year. Just yeah. last year. It feels so long ago. But it wasn't that long ago. No. <laughs> and they, if they kept that lead against the Chiefs, then well, well actually the Texans the Texans won against the Bills, so my bad. Yes, they won. Um, they lost actually. Well, they were down, and then they ended up coming back. That's and what it they was. They went ahead, and then they went ahead against the Chiefs. Lost to the Chiefs right after that. Trade away DeAndre Hopkins. Culture just kind of goes downhill. I think JJ Watt, from what I've heard, was a significant reason why Bill O'Brien was fired because they went like head to head in like in like a practice going back and forth. And um, yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, the owner was like, all right, if you're getting into it with our best player and probably co- like face the face of this franchise along with Deshaun Watson, um, not a good look for you. So yeah. I think he was a big reason for that. Um, how soon do we see J.J. Watt getting out of there? Or is he one of those loyal guys that stays there forever? He's see, clearly it's... frustrated. and They're not going to get any better next year. Yeah, I mean, it, that's one of those things that, I mean, obviously you don't have a crystal ball. You could never give an answer, but especially when there's no, you know, you're coming in with new management and new head coach, anything can happen. You have no idea. So it's kind of like, I think the best chances of him getting out are after this year. Having that new GM, that new coach come in, I feel like if anything, they'll go, cool, we could trade him away, get some picks, and look to kind of start around and build up the roster we want that we want to you know, build from the bottom up and try to win in the next couple of years. Yeah, I just hope to see him out of there. He looks clearly frustrated, and he's not the same J.J. Watt he was before due to some of the injuries, but the now the energy isn't there. You can't, if you, you can't have a guy who was, what was he, back-to-back defensive player of the year? Yeah. And him going downhill from there due to injuries obviously sucks, but you can't lose that fire and that energy that he has. Obviously, he still has it, but coming out and telling, telling to the media that your organization isn't in the best spot and that there's guys that are in here that aren't putting the work that he's putting in, not a good look. So, oh, no. We'll, we'll see what happens with J.J. Watt and the Texans organization moving forward, who they hire, who they get as a GM. And we'll see how it all unfolds. Next, the Bills will allow 6,700 fans for their wildcard home playoff game, according to New York Governor Cuomo. Um, only thing i got to say on this is that COVID is still a thing, and especially in New York. <laughs> so uh, don't know what that's about. Obviously, like I saw some comments that were like, you can't let COVID stop history. And I'm like, uh, I think this is bigger than that. You know, this is kind of life or death kind of thing. 6,700 people, so that's a lot. And what, what, is, and what is the capacity of some of these other games? Like Kansas City, who are they letting into the stadiums? Jacksonville, who are they? Let, how how many are they letting in? I don't know, but Dallas. I was watching. 
I was watching the Falcons game on Sunday. What was the a capa- lot of fans there. Do you know the capacity by any chance? I could look it up right now, but there looked to be a lot of people, and they were not all cardboard cutouts. They I, were feel like they, I feel like they roam around like 4,000. I could be wrong, but 6,700 people s- sounds like a lot. And considering that it's Bill's Mafia, um, could be very dangerous. They, I'm pretty sure they, they, they just don't care. They're going to start throwing. Oh, there's, there's going to be a lot of broken tables. Fire, broken tables, not socially distanced. Gonna have to see how that works out. There's probably a fight here and there, even though it's COVID. No one cares. They did that in Philadelphia. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if you saw that with Bills Mafia. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see. What is this? Of course, the one year the Bills do well and they they clinch the AFC East for the first time and since 95. For a long time, there's, yeah. there's no Bills Mafia in the stands or tailgating. Sad to see. What'd you get? It is. It is. I have not... They haven't given me a definitive number. I thought it was like it was not as much as what they just said, though. For the Bills, it's definitely it's more. Less. In, in, uh, I think, in, not a good look for New York, New York State. No, not not at all. I mean, when I saw that, because I saw that they were looking, uh, who was it up to, like Cuomo or something? Is that who they were leaving it up to to make the decision? Yes, and he said he yeah. he was in on it from the beginning. Like he was like, yeah, yeah, if, and he said he's it, getting a COVID good. test and then going. That's what he said. Well, all right. It's going to be that's, loud in there. No need for some crowd noise that day. That's for well, sure. Well, I mean, I guess it helps because it's it's outdoors, I guess. Like some of these some of these stadiums, like if you have a dome, it's probably a little bit harder because yeah. I get it. Like it's, it's indoors compared to outdoors and whatever. But, I mean, the, the stadium, I have it right here for Bills, they could hold up to 71,600. So when you look at it from that size. Well, yes, from that, right. when it's packed and everyone's breathing on each other next to each other, throwing beer on each other, that, yes, when normal life was a thing, you're like, whatever. But this isn't yeah, normal yeah, life we're living but in I'm right now. I'm saying out of 71, almost 72,000 seats, putting in six, almost 7,000, you could definitely socially distance Did that. you find what any other team is allowing into their stadiums? No, let me type it in. Here, we'll, we'll go. We'll find at least a number to compare this to. Because we could be bugging, and this is just probably just a normal number, but people definitely aren't happy with this. Because I feel like all the all the teams early on, they didn't give a number. They just gave like this percent capacity. And I was like, well, I don't know what that is based on their, their amount of seats. Right, yeah, you're right, yeah. So it's like I don't really know how many people – that is wait apps wait a minute I, I don't know if i read that correctly just read it i don't know if we're getting a definitive answer by the end of this <laughs> uh miami uh yeah miami too forgot who so miami this was for the season opener okay they, they had a maximum of thirteen thousand, which is 20 percent capacity whoa Okay, this may not seem like much, but I'm. This it's uh, all I'm saying is this is New York and this is Bills Mafia. That's all yes. I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, and the Ravens tried to put fourteen thousand, but then cut wow. it down to seven thousand five hundred. Okay, so um, as far as we know for the numbers, if you have anything else, this is lower than all two of those. Yeah, I'm trying to see. Um, the Colts had a maximum of two thousand five hundred. Uh, okay. Um, 
So the Jaguars. So this is just Florida teams just like to just let people. Well, in. They, they're letting it fly over there in Florida. <laughs> Because they're expected, the 25% capacity is up to almost 17,000 fans. Uh, and they were completely fine allowing that. All right, I guess this number isn't as bad as it seems, but I've already mentioned the uh, the negatives about this before. So. Yeah, Kansas City is allowing about 16,000. Okay, okay. Wow. I mean, Dallas was insane. Dallas was allowing close to 40,000. Okay, so... That's wow, just that's not, <laughs> that's not cool. That's not good. All right, just, so that's maybe, not good. <laughs> maybe we're blowing this out of proportion. Just uh, it's just the fact that we're in the New Jersey, New York metropolitan area. We see the, how high the numbers are right now. This is a second wave we're in right now, so not good. But as for New York, as for New York State, who knows? It could be COVID free out there. We don't know. So, I don't think it is, considering it's an hour away. Just make sure everyone on the cameras is not pointing towards Bill's Mafia. Obviously, you want to see something happen in Bill's Mafia, but hopefully you get a crowd that just has a bunch of masks, because you know there's going to be people without masks, not socially distanced, touching each other. Oh, of course. Sharing beers. Of course. Passing there's, them around. There's going to be some... Like, you're going to see a spike. Something's going to happen. Um, I, From what I heard, I heard that they're trying to get a big amount of like a huge portion of the fans at the Super Bowl, a big chunk. Like wow. they're not trying to do like, and there's, there's percent. a big, big chance again to the Super Bowl. So we'll have to see how that unfolds. Yeah. Right? I, I, I've been hearing, I mean, again, this is Florida, but I've been hearing that they're trying to get a bulk of those people into the Super Bowl. They don't want to like, you know, cut it down to like 20%. They want to yeah. try to get a lot. All right, so next on the list, uh, apparently P.J. Fleck and Urban Meyer are in talks with NFL teams for head coaching mm-hmm. jobs. And what I mean by talks is um, they may NFL teams may have called. doesn't mean they're interested, though. As far as yeah. we know, none of them have showed interest as of right now. Um, I could potentially see both of them coming in. I think P.J. Fleck, more than anything, I think people would be interested in. I don't know which teams. Um, maybe, maybe like the yeah, Lions, possibly. Yeah. I could see that being a fit. Um as for head coaching gigs right now, who are some like top candidates? Other like obviously the Zarek Bienemy. Mm-hmm. Who would be after Bienemy? I think it's um, Wink Martindale. I think from the Ravens might be a candidate. Robert Sala. Josh McDaniels is always in talks. I think he interviews every year and just doesn't take the job. Robert Sala. Yep, you're right there. Uh, who else? Am I, am I missing um, here? Other than college coaches, that I heard that also uh, the Chiefs quarterback coach was getting looks too. Oh, of course. You know, it's like so, the Sean McVay effect. Whoever you touch on yeah. uh, on your coaching staff. Uh, so I don't know if that was for head coaching, but I, I don't know if maybe offensive coordinator or something. But I heard that he was looking. He was getting talked and then brought up by uh, some teams. Uh, I'm trying to think who else is out there. Um, definitely not Dirk Cutter. <laughs> Adam Gase, you know. Did we mention the Jets yet, or did I totally skip over that? That's a big uh, one. I don't think we touched on that yet. Okay, so that's a good transition there. So <laughs> uh, the Jets are rumored, um, the Jets being Christopher Johnson and uh, some other their personnel and management, uh, rumored to have already let Adam Gase know that he'll be let go after the final game of the season. Um, and apparently he already has a job lined up, potentially probably has a job lined up after this. Have you heard about this? I knew he was going to be Not talking. a head coaching job, but... A potential gig at 
having a coaching job and that is with the Patriots the quarterbacks coach they might look his way uh, Bill Belichick said I, I believe it was talking him talking to the media and he was saying that um, Sam Darnold can't be any better coach oh. than he is right now so it looks to be the second he gets fired Bill Belichick's like well come on in you know and that wouldn't surprise anyone why this guy <laughs> this guy's not even fired yet and he's got jobs lined up can you believe that and this guy's trash should have been an all sixteen team. I'm surprised I he even know. sniffed two in a row. This is that that's like man, like that I can't believe that he has people lined up to talk to him. Yeah. He I it no. Why is he, like he's not He shouldn't even be a coordinator after this. Yeah, like he did all right as a coordinator, but he has done awful as a coach. The only thing, the only experience he's had as a coordinator was with Peyton Manning, who went off and threw 50 touchdowns. So he was just a passenger on that ride. And I'm sure Peyton's like, I'll give you all the credit in the world, even though it's teased. I could have drawn routes and he would have gotten 50 touchdowns. It wouldn't have mattered. He would have audibled Omaha out of it and done his thing. Exactly. Um, but here's my question about the Jets. So after that news, obviously you got to find out what they're going to do with the coach. We already named some candidates a second ago. Um, apparently, apparently a potential candidate for the Jets, and these are just rumors. Obviously the Jets haven't thrown any names out there, but Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, potentially coming to New York. No, um, the Jets the Jets are going to be a team that brings in a college coach. It's going to happen. Oh, they can't do that. It's, it's going to happen. Well, we're there, that's that's least my other question is that if in the draft um and they probably most likely would need a GM by then. Uh I, I would hope. I would hope yes. <laughs> they don't, and we already we already have some clips on our our, our um on our Instagram franchise tag pod, we talked about Mike McCadden. It's McCagnon. And it's like, if you were going to fire him, why did you wait till after you let him draft? he signed free agents and draft people? Can't let that happen again. Get a, get a, um, Oh no. I was saying he yeah, already have a GM. Yeah. Uh, Joe Douglas. Why did I say that? I meant coach. Um, need to have a coach. Yeah, and coach. the big question is, uh, obviously we want to know who they hire, but is Joe Douglas going to be the one to hire him? Or is it Christopher Johnson or Woody Johnson when he comes back? I would hope they hand the keys off to Joe Douglas. Even though he was Adam Gase's boy, just let him do what he's got to do. If he sucks, get him out of here. Um, end of story. So they're set back another five years. And it depends what they do in the draft, depending on who is their head coach. Do they believe in Sam Darnold or do they want to go with like a Zach Wilson or a Justin Fields? Um, because they do not have the number one overall pick anymore to get Trevor Lawrence. That's no longer a slam dunk. Not a thing. And um, if they get an offensive lineman, cool. We're protecting our quarterback. But yeah, that's a, that's a big question for a head coach. I don't think that they're going to draft the quarterback, honestly. I know I said this in the chat the other day. I don't think so. I think the only reason that it was that it was talked about because, like, how do you pass up on Trevor Lawrence? But now that he's out of the picture, from what I've heard, I mean, you talk to fans, and from what you hear, they kind of like Darnold. They believe in him. They oh, think I would hope could, so. After I you mean, lose that number one overall pick – you're right, right back in with Sam Darnold. There's no question but, about it. But that's what I'm saying. So now I don't think they go quarterback. I think what's going to end up happening is what we spoke about, and I think we were on a grants with this, is they're going to go either wide receiver or you know offensive lineman or something like that and uh, you know look to just get Darnold help then. Yeah. Um, I would hope they move forward with Sam Darnold considering that they're, you know, there, there's no point at this point. If Trevor Lawrence was the number one pick, 
kind of you're, you're it's kind of like just take him you know you have to you have to and what now do you, you don't have that option you don't so have that option don't... can't trade sam Darnold anyway i guess i think you should just stick with him yeah stick with him and just get him help at this point just get him help and make sure this next coordinator that he has sticks around for more than a year this is he's been through three now yeah and they know how to you know know what offense is Exactly. Exactly. And they and they got to call the plays, depending on who their head coach is. But you don't yeah. pa- you don't pass around head coach. Uh, you don't pass around <laughs> calling plays back and forth every week. And then have the head coach lie about calling plays. Yep. <laughs> Just for that, when they win, he's like, "Yeah, I was calling the plays." No big deal. Well, I I wasn't calling the plays. Well, we saw you calling the play. Well, I was calling third down plays. Uh, <laughs> I was doing two minute drill stuff, but that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man please get this guy out of here soon i'm surprised he wasn't let go earlier because they couldn't interview anyone oh, so he, he didn't even want to admit he was playing calls calling plays that, that's well, you know what's you sad know. what's sad is it's a one two in a row they've been they've been actually trying this whole time like you could make the argument it's like oh they're keeping uh adam gaze so that they go on 16 no. i've heard that before they tried winning not. that entire time isn't that sad that's what's worse. Like <laughs> they've been trying those thirteen rather, games they lost. They were actually trying. I'd rather go out and be like, "Yeah, we were. We, we, we once we started losing. Like after like six games, we're like, screw it. Let's just try to get a good draft pick." No, nah, they they were trying the whole time. Ugh, so sad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't think they go quarterback either, and I wouldn't be shocked if they took like Zach Wilson because I think a lot of Jets fans are honestly okay with whatever they do up to this point. It's the fact they lost the number one overall pick. Like if like um Yeah. That's most of the thing. But if they take uh the lineman out of Oregon, um so they're in a pretty good spot. Trade back. I don't know if they trade back. Who was the last team to really trade back like to a number two pick? Yeah. I think it was There's uh too much. I think I think it was the spot. Bears moving up one slot over uh the Niners to get Trubisky. To get Trubisky. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, the, last the problem I is with, with the two pick, like, all right, fine. The number one pick is always that talked about player. There's always at least one guy that's, you know, oh, he's going to be the number one pick this year. You have so many options at the two pick. Like, even if it's a quarterback and you don't need a quarterback, there's the elite receiver, an elite linebacker, an elite offensive lineman or edge rusher, or corner, whatever it is. Like, at the number two spot, like, you trade that back, you need to get a lot out of that because there's still so much talent. No matter what you need, it's available. Okay, so let's get into some playoff picture and a lot of playoff scenarios that we're looking at going into Week 17. I just got a notification that, that said only four out of the 16 games on Sunday have no playoff seating implications. That's Jets, Patriots, Vikings, Lions, Chargers, Chiefs, and the Raiders and the Broncos. Still so much that needs to be determined. Should be a fun and busy Week 7, according to NFL Update. Very true. And um, it's very fitting that now we're going to get into the NFL playoff picture. So, Chris, I'm just going to start rattling off some stuff, and we're looking off two different websites. So, if you see something yeah, that isn't the same, you just let me know. So, for the AFC, for the people that for the teams sure. that have clinched, the Buffalo Bills have clinched the AFC East division title, Kansas City Chiefs the AFC West division title, and the first round bye. The mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers are the AFC have the AFC North division title, and as for the Baltimore Ravens, they clinch a playoff berth with um, if they win. Or if Cleveland loses, and th- and I have and a third implication is if um, Indianapolis loses, and a bunch of tie scenarios, yeah, which I think we could deal with when we get there. Yeah, right now we can go into wins and losses, <laughs> but th- those are their three scenarios that yeah. are more than likely to happen. So they need a win. That's number one. Cleveland loses, and then Indianapolis loses. 
Yep. So we'll see what that. And as for Cleveland, um, they clinch a playoff berth against Pittsburgh. Um, if Cleveland wins, mm-hmm. Indianapolis loses. And yes. th- this is a weird one. I'm going to read it anyway. It is. I know. If t- Tennessee loses, Miami wins or ties, and Baltimore wins or ties. That's sure. interesting. Very interesting. Um, obviously, can go either way there. I-, I like how there's a humongous chance that the Cleveland Browns, with the effort they've put in, by the way, my contender, if people have listened to that last episode, Chris thought they were pretenders, have a pretty solid chance here. But they'll be 10 and 5 not making the playoffs this year. If that's things awful. don't sway, if they end up, um, that's if they end up awful. losing, yeah, awful. Oh, also, if we're talking about you know, Bruce and while Bruce, the Ravens have been okay at best all year, have a pretty solid chance at making at getting a playoff berth. Yeah. Well, well, while we're talking about the pretenders and all that, just want just want to bring up a point. Okay. You know, we okay. brought up that the the Steelers were possibly pretenders, and I think the uh, world knew that. But and 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 from that point on, we must have been. The, the, the cure because they're one in three <laughs> after we said that they lost three straight games i think so. you said the raiders were pretenders big time pretenders oh yeah we're just patting ourselves on the back here no big deal oh um, yeah we're just yeah there we go i said the rams weren't anything special um and now they lost to the jets so <laughs> and they don't have a so bad they have a guy named wolford going in as their starting quarterback this sunday so what was he from wake forest or something i don't know i just know he was in the aaf or something like that <laughs> uh here we go so for, as for the colts they clinched the afc south which you said were pretenders by the way but of yeah. course they're tied with tennessee up to this point um they clinched the afc south division title with um a win plus a tennessee loss or tie or the Indy ties and then Tennessee loses. So the more likely factor is they got to win and hope Tennessee loses. Mm. Um, Tennessee is going against Houston. Oof. And they got, they also got to hope for about six implications here to clinch a playoff berth is if they win Baltimore loses or ties, Indianapolis wins, Cleveland loses, they win Miami loses or ties. It's and then a, a bunch of tie scenarios. Them. Yeah, tough route there. Tough route for sure. As for the Dolphins, though, they are 10-5, and five, had a pretty solid season. Unfortunately, they're going back and forth with quarterbacks right now because Blind Flores doesn't care. If I can make the playoffs, I'll go in any way I can. <laughs> um, they clinch a playoff berth. If they win, Baltimore loses and Cleveland loses. Also Indy. And Indy has to lose. But these are oars, right? Like, it's just one or yeah, the other. Yeah, oars. All oars. All oars. Um, so yeah, Miami wins or Baltimore loses or Cleveland loses or Indy loses. So more than or likely, everybody they're, pro- they're going to, ha- or everybody ties, but they're, re- <laughs> they're really going to have to win, um, against Buffalo. Very, very oh, tough. Also, if they, if they tie and Miami ties? loses. Yes. That's uh, the other not double tie. That's I do where- not see them tying against the Buffalo Bills. It's going to have to be like oh, no. 45 to 45. Yeah. Don't, but don't aren't the ties that usually happen are like 9 to 9 or something? Yeah, they're weird scores. This they're isn't ending in a tie. This isn't they're never a good games, the ties. They're no. never good. Nope. Awful. Um, for, as for the Titans, they go up against Houston on Sunday. The 4 and 11. Houston Texans. I mentioned 4 and 10 earlier. They're 4 and 11. Correct that. Um, Tennessee clinches the AFC South division title with... A win, or Colts lose, 
or Titans tie and the Colts tie. <laughs> <laughs> so they're really going to have to hope for uh, they got they got to win this year, which is more than likely. I think Tennessee seals the deal here. Uh, yeah, I believe so. They're they're just going to Derrick Henry fifty four touches. Here you go. Yeah, I mean Tennessee we, we're playing Houston. They're probably. Yeah, I, I, Derrick Henry will get his 2,000 rushing yards for the season and just torch. This get another game. rushing title, yeah. But yeah. the thing is, the Colts against Jacksonville, like they're both going up against pretty bad teams, but I think Tennessee has the better chance here because they oh, they yeah. have a tougher road to get to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then Tennessee clinches a playoff berth if Baltimore loses or Miami loses. Well, Baltimore goes against Cincy. Cincy, yeah. It's probably... They're not losing that. And then Miami goes against Buffalo. There's a chance there. And lose. Miami does lose. So I think at most they can clinch a playoff berth. I, yeah, I think they can make it. Uh, all right, so moving on to the NFC. Uh, the Green Bay Packers have clinched the NFC North Division title. New Orleans mm-hmm. Saints have clinched the NFC South Division title. Uh, sorry, Chris. Um, Seattle Seahawks have clinched the NFC West Division title. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have clinched a playoff berth. So I have some, I have something written down here. With Arizona Cardinals and the LA Rams, it's at LA. The Rams mm-hmm. will not have Jared Goff. Dislocated his thumb and broke his thumb. Not looking good. If they do end up making the playoffs, he could have a playoff return. Um, we'll have to see how that works out, but it's not guaranteed. I've, and I mentioned to to you right before the podcast started is that they're already talking about on Twitter that they're hoping for him to be back for the playoffs. It's not guaranteed, um, mm-hmm. but. I th- for the Cardinals, it's a win and in scenario for them. As for the Rams, Correct. it's not so much. Um, Kyler Murray is also hurt with a lower leg injury, is expected to play. So we're gonna have to see what really happens here. This is this is a a game we have to keep a close eye on. Uh, they are also without Cooper Cup, who is on the COVID slash reserve, and he's played every game this season. Um, he's done. He's been tough, a reliable target. Tough. He's been very reliable. Robert Woods as well. Um, they're a good one-two punch, and you lose them for a very important game that determines whether or not you go into the playoffs. Very, very tough here. So let's go over the implications there. So it's the Arizona Cardinals at the LA Rams. Oops, clicked a different link by accident, so we're going to have to find it again. NFC. Okay, so Arizona clinches the playoff berth with a win, Mm -hmm. or they tie, and Chicago has to lose. So big time here, they got to win the game overall. Mm -hmm. Um as for what was the route with the Rams? Oh, that's Rams. I got it right here. They clinch a playoff berth with a win or tie, and Chicago loses. So, eh, is that a win and in scenario for both teams? Then when the when that be considered yeah. win and in? Well, yeah, because well, Chicago is playing Green Bay, and I know we were talking about this right before we started. I don't know. If, I don't know if Chicago wins that. They just have less implications, but it's more of the same because Chicago. Because uh, what is it? Uh, the Arizona, I know they have the same. Yeah. So yeah, it's a win and in for both teams. Yeah. Tough, tough. Well, and oh, like I mentioned in our previous episode, I said the Cardinals are contenders. So if they win this game, that just proves my point, you know. <laughs> but obviously, at the expense of the Rams, since they don't have some of their starting guys. Well, but the. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's Arizona because, win or a tie and a Chicago loss. It's L.A. they win or tie or Chicago loss or tie. So so the real key factor here is going to be if Chicago loses. For whoever loses the head-to-head Rams-Cardinals game, if Chicago loses, 
that could help out make that that team that loses that game possibly still make the playoffs. Well, also, I'm mostly saying winning in because we're we're totally disregarding a tie. But if LA ties, oh, yeah. they're in. Yeah. So they have they have literally and, more and LA of the percentage is going there. against the Arizona. I mean, that division is just weird. So weird, but you know the Seahawks are chilling right now. That, so that's the that's division that would have ties that would just somehow pull a tie out. So even their worst team in that division isn't a bad team, isn't that weird? No, not at all, not at all, not at all. Even with like their third string quarterback. Yeah, they they have a chance of going seven and nine. At worst, yeah. Uh, so Chicago, as we've mentioned before a bunch of times, and the implications for the Arizona and LA game. Uh, if Chicago, all right, Chicago clinches a playoff, clinches a playoff berth, if they win, or Arizona loses, or they tie and Arizona ties. Mm-hmm. I don't see Arizona losing. I seriously think even if Kyler Murray at with half a leg can still win this game. Um, Chicago, they're going up against Green Bay. They're not. They're not tying. They're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna beat them. No. So either way for the the Cardinals and the Rams. So we're gonna chalk this up as a loss. Yeah, because even they with already Green have Bay, that in their favor is that Chicago loses. So one yeah, of, but, they just got one of them's gonna win that game and that's it. Yeah, or early talks. Yeah, but Green Bay. Either way, I mean, they're gonna play their starters at least half the game. They don't have the first round bye in the books. They need to win because if they lose, pretty sure New Orleans takes it. I think somewhere in here. Uh, let's see. Minnesota, Dallas, ahead, New Orleans. I, I'm pretty sure if uh, pretty sure that if the uh, if Green Bay loses and Seattle or New uh, yeah Seattle or New Orleans win, one of them could take the number one seed. I and really can't the see the Packers. Seed. The Packers losing. Who are the but Seahawks against this weekend? San Francisco. Ah, and that's but always see, that always ends nine to nine, right? Yeah, but but why I was saying <laughs> that was because or, the only way I thought some, that Chicago might have had a shot to win is if they benched some of their players. But Green Bay's not going to bench them; they need the win. You're right. Yeah. So I I definitely don't see it happening. No. And maybe maybe after like you know two quarters, maybe three quarters, if they're killing them, then maybe you start benching players. But. For most of the game, they're going to need their starters. A lot going on there in the NFC, and we already talked oh, about wow. the uh, NFC East a little earlier, but we're talking about it again yeah, for the did. for the Dallas Cowboys. They're currently six and nine. They they are at MetLife, so they're on the road. Um, they clinch the NFC t- the NFC East title if they win. Washington loses, or if Dallas ties and Washington loses, so they got to win. Uh, yep. For the Green Bay Packers, you mentioned it before. I forgot to look at it, but um, they clinched the first round bye with a win, which they more than likely we'll get mm-hmm. so they'll get that first round by which is huge for green mm-hmm. bay um because i don't think they get bounced as quick as people think this year even though oh, no. like aaron Rodgers is just on a different level do you think he got the mvp award this year considering that pat mahomes is not playing week 17 see between them two absolutely but i mean josh allen is playing really well too i I think between Mahomes and Rodgers, Rodgers definitely has it. But, I mean, I think he'll still take it, but I think it's closer than people think between him and Josh Allen. That's true. But listen, at the end of the day, Pat Mahomes can come out with an, a Super Bowl MVP and another ring. 
It could. So I don't I think he really cares love, about another MVP. I'd love to see Green Bay and and the and the Green Chiefs. Green Bay and the Chiefs. I've been waiting for that for the past two years. I think a, a State Farm Super Bowl. Super Bowl one, like throwback a State Farm yeah. Bowl. We've been waiting on that. I think I bet that last year that was gonna that was my if uh, Super only uh, isn't what a State Farm arena or whatever the State stadium, Farm Bowl that's that's in. Uh, yeah, but there's a stadium that's State Farm. What is that? Uh, that's uh, well, they're Arizona, in Tampa. Right? I don't know what Tampa's field is. It's not. I think Arizona is State Farm. Oh, that would have worked out. That nice. would have been beautiful. That would have been so Farms good. at the State Farm Stadium. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so as for the Saints, uh, they clinch a first round bye. If they win, Green Bay loses, and Seattle wins. I don't think New Orleans gets the bye. I don't think so either. They could try. That's that's about the best they can do, though. Yeah. And we mentioned the New York Giants before. Um, their one playoff scenario is if they got to win, Washington lose. Just win. That's all you got to worry about. And worst comes to worst, you got the job done. And you got you got to patiently watch Washington and hope they lose. And either way, you got, um, listen, if they win, they their, dra- their draft number falls like significantly. Mm-hmm. I think right now they're like middle, like middle to really high picks right now. And if they lose, they stay that high. If they win, they move so far down. I think they're like, yeah. not, I think it moves down to like nineteen or something like that. Yeah, don't they have a top ten pick? They do. Mm-hmm. They might. They might even have the ten pick. I me. think they're like nine or ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's looking like right now. Yeah, so they drop significantly if they lose. But yeah, focus on winning. Me and Chris think the Giants can come out of here on top. Let's see what unfolds there. As for the Seahawks, they clinch a first-round bye if they win and Green Bay loses and uh, New Orleans loses. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's safe to say that Green Bay has the first-round bye, but yes. you never know. There's just a lot of combinations with the, with uh, Seattle and New Orleans. If um, I just, mean, I think all three of them can win. Green Bay against Chicago, New Orleans versus Carolina, and Seattle versus San Francisco. So, so, I think they're all winning. So yeah, so it all really it all really lies on just Green Bay losing. It, yeah, if yeah, if Aaron Rodgers if just has his tail between his legs that day, possibly, but I don't see yeah. that happening. He I don't either, but if somehow someone pulls off an upset, that screws one of these teams. As long as they got Devontae Adams, they're not losing. They're just not. Yeah. They're, they're they're on a whole nother level. He's throwing the ball before Devontae Adams even runs the route, and they're perfect timing. It they're scary. Last but not least, we mentioned Washington earlier. They clinched the NFC East with a win. That's it. That's it. Just gotta win. That's it. So a, a big a big thing to watch this weekend is the NFC East for sure. If you're watching for buys, good for you. But I think <laughs> a team that ends up well, it's the race to six and ten. It, 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 yes, that's gonna it win the, that's gonna win the division yes and with it is. that team heading into the playoffs that, well, that should be the most it's, interesting it's six and ten if washington doesn't win yes otherwise it's seven and nine and still not a winning record yes <laughs> pretty much yeah so six six and ten potentially seven and nine uh we're just gonna have to see how that well, unfolds but, but, but but to be fair the last two teams to go in seven and nine with a losing record and make the playoffs won their first Wild card game with Seattle and uh, I believe the, the Panthers. Well, yeah, yeah, and uh, I almost said the Giants, but they were nine and seven, slightly yeah. better. But no one expected have, them to have win. Have they the Super gone Bowl. in eight and eight before? Uh, the Giants specifically, or uh, the Giants? Yeah, I don't think so. I think it was nine and seven. Just not okay. I don't remember what that first year was. 
I think it was around the same. I think it was like nine and seven. Could have been the same. What was that? Two thousand seven. There's two that. There's two thousand seven, and then twenty ten. Two thousand seven record. Let's see. Let's see. I thought it was nine and. Seven. I think they may have gotten ten wins one year. If I'm not mistaken, they were definitely better one year than the other. Oh, uh, two thousand seven. They were ten and six. Ten and six. There you go. And then the other one was nine and seven. Yeah. So yeah, there definitely a better team that time around. But yeah, um, that's what I have here for the playoff picture. A lot of math there. Hopefully you guys kept up there. Definitely it makes a lot more sense to me if you sit down and read it. I think it makes a lot of sense. It makes sense when you're looking at it. It also makes a lot of sense when you actually be a realist and look at the schedule and realizes that... Half of it's not happening. That the Green Bay alone, chalking it up as a win, deletes half of it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it takes away everything else it's like oh good you made the playoffs you're not getting the buy yep and then obviously the nfc so that's literally it uh chris anything else you got to add on the nfl currently i think uh just some housekeeping here is that cam got benched in the third quarter against the bills he's gone uh patriots have to start from scratch they listen bill belichick um maybe bring in good players you know like i know you used to make it work for one of the best quarterbacks of all time but even he got fed up with it and left so look at him in the playoffs I have a playoff berth. Um, Packers claim snacks. That's about all I have. And going into the playoffs, that's going to be huge. So that's it. Yeah, there's 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 not much. I'm looking uh, looking forward to seeing how this all pans out. Looking forward to the the playoffs and the Super Bowl. And uh, I think it's going to be an interesting. I mean, at least for my team, there's going to be an interesting off season coming up with a new GM and head coach coming in. Fantastic. All right, Chris. So let's wrap it up here. Fantastic episode as always. Um, got a lot more to come. We'll see how all this unfolds and, and you know the math comes to an end. And we have a clear playoff picture coming uh next week. So we'll be back next Wednesday to talk about some more football, what we're, what it's looking like for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And we'll have more frequent episodes moving forward with recaps of each round. But until we get there, that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode for week seventeen. Looking forward to that. Uh Last week of Red Zone, that's nah, gonna, that's gonna be upsetting. I gotta say, Sayonara to Mark uh, Andrew Siciliano. Not gonna, not you gonna. Almost be said Mark. I almost said Mark. Yeah, <laughs> I never do that either. I love Andrew Siciliano. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, Red Zone's like my favorite part of the year. But honestly, I get my Sundays back, so that's gonna be nice. Uh, and then. Um, Obviously, there's going to be playoff games Saturdays and, su- and Sundays, but I'm not watching mm-hmm. a full eight hours and then waiting all day for Sunday night at nighttime. Uh, it's just overload. And um, especially when we had games like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Just, We've just had games every so day of the much. week. Yeah. How do, wait, every uh, day. One last, last thing before we wrap up here. How'd you feel about that? Do you like that? Games every day of the week? Like a, like a f- four days in a row you get a game. I mean... I'm always down for football. A lot of times when there's no games on, I'm watching highlights in old games. So yeah. it just saves me some time. There you go. <laughs> I like it too, but I'd rather it all be on like a silver platter in front of me on a Sunday. And all I got to worry about is like a Thursday and a Monday. Well, yeah. I mean, it's weird because there are some days where, uh, where I'd be at work. Like there are some days I have late meetings and I'm in the office at like seven o'clock. Like there was that one double header or that one uh, Wednesday game. Yeah, and, and and I was in the office and we're all sitting in the office and on the, the big screen TV, we put the game on. And I was like, this is weird. Why am I in the office watching football right now? Yeah, <laughs> very weird. But it, it's, it's, it's a little it's a little, it's pleasant for sure. It is. It I is. can't get access to a TV in those times, but still, you know, yeah. doesn't hurt it is everyone nice, else. Though. I do like it. 
<laughs> all right cool so we'll wrap it up here appreciate you guys for listening we'll be back next week make sure to follow the twitter and instagram it's at franchise tag pod more youtube videos to come didn't hit record on this this podcast for some reason for video um uh-huh. so sorry about that but we got more coming up with that for sure that's it from us here appreciate you guys for listening we'll see you next week <laughs>